0: Hi, this is Felix chimera lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I'm happy that you've joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpack. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. A faithful worshiper. A faithful worshiper. A faithful worshiper. So 2019 is the year of faithfulness. And we take this from Luke chapter number 20 uh, chapter number 16. Where Jesus Jesus tells the story of the parable of the talents. The talents. Right, where he a nobleman gives talents to his servants. And them to transact. Comes back after some time. And finds that one that had uh, that had wa- that had been given one multiplied it to five. Another multiplied to ten. And his whole lesson there was that when we are faithful, God grants us even more. In other words, faithfulness is about multiplication so in other words when you multiply what God has given you God says you are faithful and so as we're calling this the year of faithfulness there, there are particular things that God expects us to be faithful in in fact these are the purposes of the church the that, that g- God has left the church to do or Christ has set the church to do And this is witnessing, uh, worshiping God, fellowshipping with others, discipleship, and ministering. These five things are the purposes of the church. And because we are members of the church, they also are our purposes in life. And so God expects us to be faithful in our witnessing, which we saw last week. He, we, he also expects us that we would be faithful in our worship. And this passage here It tells us about worship in fact tells us shows us three things about worship number one it shows us the entry into worship verse number one says oh come let us sing to the Lord let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation now this is a thanksgiving psalm which probably was sung on a festival day and so, this could be the priest mm-hmm. inviting the congregation to come into the temple. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, this is in the, in the context of corporate worship. Mm-hmm. And so, watch the entry into worship. Mm-hmm. He says, Oh, come. Let us sing to the Lord. And Lord is capital L-O-R-D meaning to say it's Jehovah God meaning to say it's the name that God revealed to Israel as his covenant name and so as they're coming into worship before God as they're entering into worship before God they come on the basis of their relationship with him that you are the Lord You are the one who is in covenant with us. So all come let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Now watch the noise. (laughs) He <laughs> says, make a joyful noise. In fact, the entry into worship is through jubilant praise. Joyful praise. So there's joy and there's noise. Joyful noise. Now some people can sing. Some people can only make a joyful noise. And so there's no discrimination here. Oh, come let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. How is he the rock of their salvation? When they're out there in the wilderness. Stuck and there was no water in that wilderness. God provided water for them. And and so saved them. And so they thought of him. As the rock of their salvation. Measure. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know the way to come before God Is really to come in praise and, and jubilation Do you know there's a particular way You come before the president, you know you before the president of Malawi You just can't go to the president of Malawi And say high five president It doesn't work like that There's there a, you know. a protocol There's there a, a way ke. of coming before you know. him very same thing with the Lord there is a protocol to coming to him and it is praise watch verse number 2 it says let us come into his presence with thanksgiving let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise in other words when we are coming before his presence and literally it's his face not not when we come before his face we come with thanksgiving you thank him for who he is see a lot of people get caught up with their situations and their hard times and stuff that's not working in their lives and they bring that before God no no, 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 no. you can't bring that before God when you come before God you should think of who he is It's first and foremost about who you're coming to. And so we come before him with thanksgiving. We thank him for who he is. Do you know God is God all by himself? He doesn't need help to be God. God doesn't need anyone God does not need anybody's praise or worship Some 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 people think That God has a low self-esteem And so he must be worshipped To boost his self-esteem He is God all by himself He doesn't need anything to make him God And so therefore He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be thanked. And so he says here, let us make a joyful noise to him. Songs of praise. Hallelujah. Here's what it means it means when the people of god come together oh it's not a silent place when the people of god come together and they're worshiping god there will be noise amen is there noise when the people of god come together is there noise when the people of god come together according to the bible is there noise according to us today is is there noise? Should, should there be noise should there be noise oh we should all be nice and silent and okay so let's stand up let's make some noise hallelujah okay so on the count of three we're going to make some noise (inaudible) if you're you're having trouble think of your soccer player your basketball player scoring (laughs) Uh, that that actually actually is praise (inaudible) that actually is praise that (inaudible) (inaudible) That you're ashamed of doing in church you're you're praising something out there (inaudible) on the count of three shout whatever joyful noise remember (inaudible) Pua mm. one, two, three. yes, oh yes, hallelujah, ah. hallelujah, yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, no, 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 that's tell your neighbor that's pathetic. I know you scream louder than okay, that. Okay, let's do it for Jesus one last time. One, two, three, go.
1: Glory, hallelujah!
0: You are worthy to be praised, worthy to be exalted, worthy to be uplifted. There is no God like you, hallelujah! Hallelujah hallelujah you can take your seats we've chased out some demons i'm sure some demons have fled right now demons of embarrassment have run away but watch this he's saying here's why we should praise him first number three for the lord is a great god and the great king above all gods in other words when, when we're thinking about God we, we should know, know he's the greatest God, God. that Jehovah God. is the king of all gods are there are there other gods are there are other gods there are other powers there are places you can go to God. and pray to something God. and then it gives you whatever it is you need. And so the psalmist says, first number four, in his hand are the depths of the earth. And the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his. He made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Now watch what it says. Now it may not make a lot of sense to some people more than It may not make sense. But you know, we know in Africa that, that the mountains are places where you find the gods. And that even under the sea, there are places, there, there are also places you find. Gods. In fact, under the sea is Mama Goddess if you go to Mulanje Mountain, they'll tell you, listen: if you find a basket of uh, of bananas, you eat and you finish eating those bananas. And if you want to go for extra bananas. Uh, Apart from the ones you have found in the basket, watch out. Because the mountain gods won't like you. And you may die die or get lost in the mountain. And so here's what the psalmist is saying. If you think of the gods of the mountains. The Baals. It is God who made the mountain. When you think of the things that go under the earth, or the, the gods of under the earth, the gods of the seas, the Molex. The Tiamats. God is a God above all those. Oh, here's a declaration, Africa, that Africa. God is above is above Ufiti. That God is above any witchcraft That He is a King above all gods. And here's the confidence with which we stand against those that are, that practice witchcraft. And and all kinds of sorcery. Our God Jehovah God Jehovah. is a King above all gods. See the Bible Bible does not get into all kinds of demons and whatever. See Makala bees the aye. The, 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 the demons from the sea are named this. But it's you the zapa zina the. the demons from there are never. Sahu kuti nani nani No, 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 no. Paul that says. He says, well, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And, but against principalities and powers. He mentions somewhat of a rank of the demonic realm. But he ends there because he knows he's got the most powerful weapon which is the name of Jesus which is is the power of the spirit of God and if you are born again greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world it's not for us to fear it's It's not for the Christian to fear and so you find Christians saying stuff like oh but you know in my family there is a, a curse in my family. And, and so Benjamin. it just runs in my family. This and, 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 and I'm scared of that curse. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no we are not scared. We should not be scared. In the name of Jesus, we have authority over Jesus. that. In the name of Jesus, we have been given authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and nothing, nothing shall harm us. And so when we come in worship, when we enter into worship, we entering into the presence of the God who is all-powerful. Amen. all-powerful. We enter in jubilant praise. Number two. Watch the essence of worship. Verse number six.
1: Oh come let
0: us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. I want you to watch. There's a change in temple here before there <laughs> was joyful noise <laughs> there was jubilation there was shouting here it looks like stuff is slowing <laughs> down oh come let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the Lord our maker seems like there is more contemplation more slowing down you know some people say you shouldn't be saying praise and worship the but praise is the fast music And then worship is a slow music. No, it's it's all worship. Psalm 95 shows us that there is jubilation, and that jubilant praise, that worship that is joyful, should be called praise. And then this contemplative slowing down worship should be called worship. Come, let us worship and bow down. Interestingly, the word for worship can also mean to kneel or to prostrate oneself and then bow down also carries the very same idea Pro- prostrating oneself and then he says let us kneel before the Lord our God and bow down can also mean to kneel And so it's like the the psalmist is just mixing all these different terms. And giving us the idea that what must be done at this point of worship is somebody somebody kneeling, bowing down, prostrating themselves. And that is understood as (laughs) worship. Because in worship, you're saying, God, you you are the greatest. You you are the creator. And, And I am the creature. See, the only relationship the creature can have with the creator is one of worship. You know, we we can never really sit down and, and have our conversation with God. Where we tell God things he doesn't know. Is there anything he doesn't know? No, no, no. So we can never relate to him the way we relate to each other. Because we are peers. We are on the same level. But when it comes to God, he is the one who is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, who must come down to our level. must come down to our level so that we can have a relationship (inaudible) and so the only thing we can do with God is really worship God (inaudible) and so he says come let us worship bow down (inaudible) let us kneel before the Lord our (inaudible) maker (inaudible) why? for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Now remember the Psalms are the worship of Israel and God is the one that called Israel and made them to be a nation. In Exodus chapter number 19 God makes covenant with Israel through Moses and he basically says listen, I will be your God, and you will be my people. And you're going to be a royal priesthood for me. And so here, the psalmist is basically saying, we are the sheep of your pasture. In fact, you are the one who made us. For us to be the people that we are, it is you, Jehovah God, who made us to be your people. And so Israel understands that for us to even exist, Oh, it's because you are our God. Oh, friend, listen, in worship, he is our maker. For all that is created was created by God, was made by God, and, and everything that is created really owes God worship. It owes God worship because He could not have existed without God. Those of us that, are, that have given our lives to Him. All He has called us to be His children, just like Israel was His was His children. In the Old so now we are His children, and so He is our Maker. So why do we worship Him? Why do we bow down before Him? Because we realize without God we would not be here friend worship has everything to do with God some people worship God Because God has done some great thing for them. Now that's okay. And it's a way it should happen. But a deeper understanding of worship says that God is worthy of my worship. He doesn't have to do anything for me to worship him. Because he's God all by himself. And And because of that he's worthy to be worshipped. How many of us are ready to worship God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, let us worship. Let's kneel down Let's worship Him. Let's exalt His name. You are worthy, my God. You are worthy to be exalted. Worthy to be uplifted. There is no God like you. There is no King like you. From everlasting to everlasting. Forever, you are enthroned as God. We give you the praise, Father. We exalt your name, Jesus. You are worthy, Holy Spirit. Be magnified. Be exalted. Be uplifted, there is none like you, you are worthy to be praised, you are worthy to be exalted, we thank you Father, we thank you Jesus, we thank you Holy Spirit, we thank you for your love, we thank you that you died for us, we thank you give us eternal life, we thank you Father, for our families, for our friends, for our jobs, for our businesses, for the schools that we attend. We thank you, Father, because you have loved us even before we loved you. You are worthy to be praised, worthy to be exalted. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We can take our seats. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! See that's the essence of worship. We We come before God. And we we see him for the great God that he is. is. And we see ourselves. For the creatures that we are. The entry into worship. Is with jubilant praise. The essence of worship. Is seeing God as their Creator. And then the end game of worship. The end game of worship. Is faithful obedience. In other words, worship is not just a matter of singing a song. Worship. It's not just a matter of coming to church. Mm-hmm. Worship is about obeying God mm-hmm. and, and acting mm-hmm. in faith in obeying mm-hmm. God. So watch verse number seven. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as, as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof and though they they had seen my work and so here we're hearing that the psalmist is now speaking to the congregation and expecting the congregation that they would hear his voice and so in the temple there will be the priests that would teach the word of God. And so one would hear the word of God from the teaching of the word of God. But then even in the temple, would be some priests or some people that were also prophetic. In fact, when we read from 1 Chronicles chapter 25, 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, chapter 25 we hear of the singers in the temple and these were priests and we're told that they used to prophesy with musical instruments and many of the psalms were written by priests and many of the psalms are also prophecies and so therefore when people come into the temple when they come to worship God there is the expectation that God is going to speak he's going to speak from his word the and God. Would be also a prophetic word Even that zeroes in on something that is happening, in or brings light to a situation somebody I is going to. through, and so that when the people come into worship, God's voice would be heard. Do you know when we come together like this and open the word of God like this there is the prophetic word of God. God is speaking right now to you. Is speaking right now to you. And so that as we understand worship or corporate worship in the church is very much about the word of God and about the spirit of God and that's exactly what Jesus told that Samaritan woman at the well. When she started saying that we we, we worship on this mountain. You Jews worship in Jerusalem. And he said, listen woman. The time is coming. And already is here. When those that worship God. We worship him in spirit and in because truth. Because the father seeks such to, to worship In other words, God. He's m- inter- interested in spirit he in and word worship. He's looking for worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit, and His Word. That is true worship. Worship that is not based on the word is not worship. Worship that does not come from deep down one's spirit is not worship. It's just routine. God wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so the psalmist is giving a warning coming from an incident in Israel's history in Exodus chapter number 17 when they were in the wilderness and they go to a place called Rephidim and there was no water there and the people started grumbling they started complaining they're almost stoning Moses and Moses runs to God and says look at these people they are ready to stone me so, God says, Moses, take that road that you have hand, the one that parted the Red Sea, heated on that rock, and water is going to come out and water came out from there, but that place was called Massa, meaning testing, and Meribah, meaning quarreling. And God was not happy with them because they had not shown faith. See, a lot of us, when we get to our refitments, when we get to our troubles, where we're seeing God not coming through, where we feel surrounded, but we always point at somebody, isn't it? So and so is the fault. If it wasn't for for Uncle, I wouldn't be if it wasn't for my wife I would have been in this problem. Listen, Rephidim your trouble is not about people it's about God in fact you're reacting like that you you are showing you don't trust God God because God brought them to Refidim. God brought you to your wife God brought you to your husband and so when you have trouble there it is to God you must run to and so God says to these people because you were grumbling you were quarreling Instead of understanding that Ma I brought you there and and you seeking me because you did not move si in faith, you hardened your heart. I was not happy with you. I want you to watch this. Worship is very much about your obedience. Worship. It's not just about putting hands in the air lifting your hands speaking in tongues and feeling the spirit and saying the spirit move it's not just that worship your worship will be seen in your work hallelujah it's seen in the work of your hands the things that you do Hallelujah. Amen. And so there's one instance here. And then here's another instance in verse number ten. For forty years I loved that generation. And said and there are people who go astray in their heart. And they have not known my ways. Now here's another instance. Now this is Numbers chapter number fourteen. When they have come to Kadesh Barnea, the edge of the promised land. ¡Halo, they are to take the promised land Moses has sent twelve spies ten spies have come back and, and say they are giants in the land we were like grasshoppers in the land and so when everybody hears that again they grumble they rebel against Moses and they want to stone Moses God gets so Mad, that, that he says Moses let me be and the Moses the lake, let me finish off this. people Israel, and I'm going to start a new people with and you and Moses intercedes for Israel Moses and Israel says Lord don't do that because, because what Israel will the heathen think that you brought Israel. these people your people into the desert so you could destroy them have mercy Lord and God relented from destroying Israel, Israel. but here's is what he says. He said nobody of this generation is going to enter into the promised land. Except for Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that came back and believed that they could take that land. And he said, everybody else will die in the desert, except for the children of this people, who will will go in and take that land. See, their lack of faith, because God, when he says something, we are meant to do it when he says go take that land even if there are giants in that land we are to take that land oh but we've never been to war excuse me remember remember Jericho You didn't fight. You You just went around Jericho for seven days. And on the last day you shouted. And Jericho came down. You you have seen my power. What I have done before. And even in this situation. Just do as I say. But many times. The people of God. Move back. See when you move back for what God says you should do you are inviting the curse of God you are inviting the curse of <laughs> God because God expects you to move into faith. but you because of your lack of faith because you are thinking God is not able to do it <laughs> you step back God puts a curse on you. And that's what happened with these people. See, when God says, I'm going to give you the promised land, it doesn't mean you don't work to get the promised land. Let me say that again. If God says, I'm blessing you, it doesn't mean you don't work for the blessing. Uh, 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 uh. God expected the children of Israel that they would make war against their enemies to take the land. And that God was going to give them the power, the strength, help them, that they would take over that land. Now, this is very important. See, many people are busy praying that God would open doors for them. Oh, may you enlarge my business. May you give me a promotion. That's one half of the equation the other half of the equation is the part that you do because if you believe he's going to bless you if you believe he has given you the land then you should move into the land and make war in the land so you can take the land if you believe that God wants to bless you bless the work of your hands then you should also be working so this nonsense of I receive, I receive, and expecting by I receive you're going to get it, you're lying to yourself because God will do his part and God expects you will do your part. Oh Pastor, please I'm I'm praying for a promotion. What time do you show up at work? Uh, usually it's a quarter to eight. What time are you supposed to start work? Half past seven. Half seven. I won't pray for a promotion. Because I don't practice witchcraft. Paul says whatever you do in word or in deed you do it as unto God. In other words you should have the understanding that my boss is God. This boss is not really my boss. My boss is God. The business that you do you should work on it in such a way that you have the mentality God is your boss. And so you cannot slacken on things. Because friend, listen. Working is worshipping. Because if you're doing it as unto God, you are saying God is worthy and so God blesses the work of your hands please stop thinking that worship is today in fact here we don't call this service a worship service we call it the celebration service because worship is what is our whole lives if you are a student you are worshipping as a student. If you are a business person, you are worshipping as a business person. If you are whatever it is that you are, your worship is your work and how you do it before God. But if you will not believe, do you know even in your business, God can, can promise you things? I want your business to grow. I, I want, want you gole. to take it to the next level. Because, because I want to use you. To be an influence in the business community. Because business. I want to use you. And the resources you're going to get. To find things for my kingdom. And so I'm going to elevate you. But if you don't work hard. Work unto God if you don't go in and take the land how will God bless you? here's the truth of the matter in our part of the world Many many times we do not have because we are lazy we are busy playing bow we're busy doing all sorts of things, watching series. You want to watch the whole of uh, the whole of I don't know what show you watch. You you want to watch it one whole day. Mm. How? How's God going to bless you? God blesses the work of our hands. When he put Adam in the garden of Eden, Genesis 2.15 says, he put him there to, to tend the garden and to go. work in the garden. Adam was not going to pray for food, for God to give him food. Adam no. was no. going no. to work for his food. And that's what makes God, or oh, that's what Makes us also to be in the image of God. God worked. In creation. Rested on the seventh day. He expects his people. They are going to work to. And rest. See rest. Is for those that work. We're not supposed to be resting, resting, resting all the time. No. No, You work and then you rest. You work and then you rest. And that rest you need. If you don't rest, that high blood pressure will catch up with you. That stress will catch up with you. I tell you, God, the one who designed us, he knows what can sustain us. You can't be working, 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 working. In fact, sometimes somebody who is working, 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 it's because they are lazy. They didn't do the work in their time. And so they have to be running around trying to finish up what they did not finish. And so end up having no rest. No rest is for those that work. when we work hard and we do our part. We must also remember we must rest. I don't know if you're catching this. Working is worship. Resting is worship. (laughs) Working is worship. Resting after you have worked is worship. And so he says right at the end. Therefore I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. They shall not enter my rest. Now of course he means the promised land. And, and here's what here's what the author of hebrew says when he's speaking to christians that, that are not walking in faith that because of things that have happened to them persecutions and stuff they have gone back to worshipping the old way the way of, uh, of judaism and then he tells them Listen, what you're doing, living the worship of Jesus, and going back to your old ways of worship, it's like you are not entering his rest. And he says, a rest remains for those that are in Christ, because when Christ comes back again, he's going to get us into a promised land -hmm. that is better than the promised land down here which is actually his kingdom. Worship is about us working as unto God being obedient
1: to fulfill
0: what God has called us to As fulfill. the church of Jesus Christ taking the gospel to the ends of the world because when we do that that's when he is going to come back again and we enter into our rest. This year may you be faithful in your worship this year, may may you say I'm going to work hard, I'm going, I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to ask God to bless the work of my hands. May your worship continue on to even instances of worship. Times of worship. Where you come in corporate worship like this. And hear from God. And get instructions from God. And move into the destiny that God has you. Because friend. At the end of the day. Our coming together like this is so that we can move into the destinies that God has for us. May when 31st December 2019 comes, may you look back and say, this and this and this, God has done for me. In fact, I want to challenge you today that when you go home, make a list of the things in your career, things in your business, things in your schooling that you are saying this year I want to fulfill these things because I know God has called me to fulfill these things. And I challenge you if you commit your ways to the Lord When you come to the end of this year. You can look back and say. God has blessed me. God has promoted. Because you have been faithful. Promotion is for faithful people. May you multiply the gifts and the talents God has given you. May you commit those things to God. And say, Lord. These are, my life is yours. Use me. Take me from this level. And take me to the next level. Hallelujah. I don't know if you know this. But God is a God of promotion. It says promotion neither comes from the east nor from the west it is God who raises up one and puts down another God opens doors that no man can shut but you don't want to be the one that shuts your own door you want to be the faithful person that God brings to pass God's purposes God. hallelujah let's stand up Thank you for listening to the Kairos podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.